Join the Geek Therapy Discord server, which is without a doubt the most active community space we have right now. Get your invitation at geektherapy.com slash discord. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. You know, Geek Therapy started. The origin story was a supervisor when I was a counseling intern telling me the video games were bad. We're going to talk a little bit about that today and about how video games are awesome. My name is Osoy Cardona, and I'm joined by Brandon Saxton. Hello. Laura Taylor. Hey. And Lauren Keller. What's up, gamers? (laughs) (laughs) So this episode is, in a weird way and in an unexpected and unplanned way, a sequel to an episode that we did almost exactly a year ago. It was episode 154 of this of this show, and it was right after there was a shooting at a Madden tournament, uh, Madden, the, the football video game, and there was a shooting at one of those tournaments, and we talked about how that kind of stuff just rarely doesn't happen in gaming events because gaming events are like sporting events, you know, and it's a lot of camaraderie and, and sportsmanship and a lot of love. So, and then we talked about all the things that that uh, EA did afterwards and how the community came together. Unfortunately, uh, recently in the news, there have been multiple mass shootings. So inevitably, uh, people come to to us, to people like us, mental health and psychology professionals, who also happen to be, I think, the four of us are also uh, experts at video games. At least we definitely know more than most. <laughs> so our opinions are are sought out. When things like this happen, the question always comes up, do video games cause violence? So I want to give a few talking points, maybe, so when people ask that, and, and we'll repeat this like as many times as we have to over the years, and uh, the answer is that uh, they do not. That's pretty much it. Good episode. All right. Great episode, everybody. We'll see you next <laughs> week. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Yep. Bye. Yep. <laughs> so, and and I'm dead serious. That's the answer. <laughs> if you want to uh, find information that says that it does cause violence, it's going to be hard to find, but I'm sure that if you try really, really hard, you will find it. But most of the information you will find will say the complete opposite. So with that out of the way, unless anybody has anything else to add. So I went and got my hair cut earlier today (laughs) and while i was getting my hair cut the uh there were two women who were working there at the time i was the only customer so the woman who was cutting my hair i had mentioned being a phd student she asked me about my phd and i was like oh i'm you know i'm a media psychology student with a focus on video games she's like wow that sounds really interesting the other hairstylist was like let me ask you something I'm like, okay, I'm in this chair under a cape. It's not like I can escape here, but okay. <laughs> and she's like, what do you think about all of the, you know, video, violent video games and all, all the shootings lately? I mean, mm, mm, uh, oh, uh. and uh, well, <laughs> that was uncomfortable having somebody with sharp items next to my face and ears to have this conversation but it was a perfect opportunity for me to be all like no i don't really think that that's how it works but big asterisks there i do think that 
video games, particularly violent video games, contribute to an overall culture of violence, but I don't think that there is any one piece of media that is particularly causal to violence. And uh, then I don't even know how we got on to Columbine. And I was like, yeah, you know, I was just reading a thing about that the other day uh, where the media really hyped up the video game aspect of those those shooters, but didn't really focus on the white supremacy and Nazism aspect. And I feel like we're really paying for that now. And both of the hairstylists were like, "Mm, you know, I, I never really thought about it that way. But yeah. Hmm. There there was a lot of media misinformation because it it was so shocking and and horrifying and at the time unusual compared to now but um it, like the you know there was a lot of focus on on the video games and the the narrative of like oh these like lone wolf teens or whatever and it turns out like they had a whole group of friends that they regularly played, you know, video games with. Yes, but uh, they played less video games than the other people in the group because they were more focused on the like, hey, I want to carve swastikas into my bag of bullets. Isn't this a fun activity for an afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> and those are the parts that newspapers and and tv didn't really focus on it It wasn't as sensational as like oh well they were playing a game where they were murdering people and then they did murder people so therefore that's the connection instead of being like no they had like personal philosophies that considered one group of people inherently better and more valuable than other groups of people and therefore those other groups of people deserve to die that's not video games it's not video games so how how did you feel at the end of that conversation? It was interesting because they were definitely older than me and I didn't want to come across as being like, wow, you guys are fucking idiots for even contemplating that idea. Not the uh, best way to start a, a conversation. Not, not the best way to have a conversation. It's not it's not super nice. Uh, not, especially when they have sharp implements near your head. Mm-hmm. Especially when they got sharps. Lots of sharps. Um but I mean, you know, that doesn't feel good for me either, even though mm-hmm. sometimes that is my gut reaction is like, are you fucking kidding me for real? But um, I think, you know, the the best I can hope for is that something I said to them sort of makes them reframe, you know, the way that they consume news about shootings and shooters mm-hmm. or the way that they think about like, I, I made a specific point to be like, yes, there there are video games that are particularly violent and sometimes horrifyingly so, but we get that in film and we get that in TV shows and we get that in the 24-hour news cycle. And so we can't just say it's just violent video games and that's the reason. It's like, no, 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 no. It's all of our media. It's the way that we focus on things that that scare us and that surprise us and there's nothing quite so scary and surprising as an unexplainable mass shooting. I was thinking recently about how so much of what we believe, right? So things that we don't know about, we learn about because we're first exposed to them through either video games or movies or books. But lately, like the worst stuff that I see is on the news, (laughs) Mm-hmm. is on my Twitter feed <laughs> is the real stuff that's happening. But yeah, that's a that's an excellent point. Um um I I I like 
the the turn that you took on that conversation with them because yeah if you read the news right um one of these shootings was categorized as a as domestic terrorism as uh or or that's being discussed right as a hate crime mm-hmm. it's like that's 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 the issue mm-hmm. <laughs> right that's yep. that was the reason <laughs> that was the motivation and and video games almost any time pretty much every time that there's a mass shooting Video games come up as a piece of the conversation, whether they're part of it or not mm-hmm. in reality. And I see an uptick in those conversations. Like, Lauren, you were talking to your hairstylist, right? Mm-hmm. I was camping with friends, with a large group of friends this weekend, and we were out in the middle of nowhere, and I didn't have Google to back up my data, so I didn't really get into the conversation. But somebody started talking about violent video games and why don't we have more of things other than violent video games and i'm like there's plenty of Mm -hmm. games that are not violent plenty um there's room for for all the games but i walked away from the conversation and just let them have the conversation on their own because like i said i didn't have i'm camping i want to relax i i went to the woods to get away from all of that (laughs) since i right before going i had woken up to the news of two separate shootings like it's like I I needed to get away, but I think the conversation ended up going in a direction that ended up at least not like video games bad, which is which is good. But I would have rather had that conversation with my friend with Google to find the data to back mm-hmm. it, back up my argument rather than just flying off the cuff. But it's something that takes practice. Mm-hmm. I think that eight years ago I couldn't really have that conversation properly. Again, like that's that's why. I started the website. I was like, no, I need data to back up what I, what I, what I believed at the time, what I know now. Mm-hmm. And it's out there, right? Like <laughs> Google could have helped you, but I mean, it's so hard to have a conversation with somebody when they're just looking for validation mm-hmm. of, of, for their side mm-hmm. of the argument. And so <sighs> that's, that's something I've started doing. Like when people ask me, I'm like, well, what, is there something that you want to hear me say? particular <laughs> like what are, what are you looking for because if you're looking for me to validate your perspective i can't do that i can't do that at all so go go find somebody else who will and if you search hard enough and long enough you will mm-hmm. because they're out there but I, I can't do that for you one of my assignments in grad school in my uh children and adolescent psychology class um was to, he assigned a paper on uh, video games and and violence. And we basically had to write a letter to a prospective parent of a client. And we got to pick which side of the argument we were on. And we had to have, I think, five current sources. So within the last, like, five years. And obviously I picked the side that video games are not bad. And I really wish I would have been, like... It would have been cool to get the data on how many students in the class picked which side of the argument. I wish I had asked him for that data during the class. Mm-hmm. It would have been really cool to look at that and see. Because he left it totally up to us. It was pick a stance on it and give me the data. <laughs> Last time I saw my niece, my niece is seven. For one of her classes, I, I don't remember what class it was. She was given an assignment where she had to make an argument. Uh, in favor of something and she wanted to talk about Fortnite and how it wasn't good for kids to play 
Fortnite. And it was so strange because I have no idea where she got that idea from. Considering who she's related to? <laughs> well, not only not only that, but she she learned about Fortnite at school. And mm-hmm. we floss, right? It's like it's like because that's a Fortnite thing. And to her it was about guns and how guns aren't good. And so therefore Fortnite wasn't good. And trying to have this conversation with a seven year old was interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought I did great. And ultimately she was like, Well, that makes a lot of sense, but I still want to argue that Fortnite wasn't good for kids to play. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, this is, uh, <laughs> this is a child know. that was like really excited when we were playing Destiny together. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what was happening there. Like, I didn't spend enough time with her after that to know how it went. <laughs> I don't know if it was an idea that someone else put in her head. Mm-hmm. But I was happy that we actually had a serious conversation about mm-hmm. it, right? It's like, yeah, guns are dangerous. That's right. But like, you can't learn how to use a gun from a video game. Like, the, the skills don't translate. I tried to explain that <laughs> in the simplest way possible. We talked about, like, she loves to play with Nerf guns. So I was like, well, how is this different from mm-hmm. playing with your Nerf guns? Like, I, I tried to bring it to, make it as relatable as possible. And... I don't know. I was arguing with a seven-year-old, but I think I won every point that I was trying to make. But ultimately, (laughs) she's going to think what she wants. Yeah. Ultimately, she wasn't asking me to not prove her point. She wanted me to help her prove her point. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if it's a framing kind of thing, because when we played Destiny together and and your, your niece and nephew were in the background, you were talking about lasers rather than bullets and, and Hmm. darts and, and, I'm going to blasters and I'm going to get the bad guys, not I'm going to shoot the bad guys or I'm going to kill the bad guys. It was we're going to get them. We're going to defeat them. And Um, I wonder if her classmates that play Fortnite and things like that are putting out a very different atmosphere about that game and and games with guns. So at home, it's the parents, it's her parents who say that you're not allowed to call the Nerf guns guns. They're blasters. Mm-hmm. And they're not bullets, they're darts, right? So perhaps in the way that they said that, right, it's like, well, guns are bad, you know? Um, so so you can't even say the word guns. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a part of it. I mean, that sounds like seven-year-old logic to me. Yeah, yeah. But it also seems to me like maybe... Some of the kids in her class who were really into Fortnite are just dicks. That could be too. Also that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So she's like, oh, those kids are stupid and they like Fortnite. So Fortnite is stupid. <laughs> Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> now that's logic I can get behind. <laughs> yeah. <thank> <laughs> that seems pretty likely. But I think, I think honestly, that just sort of clarifies our point is that, you know, what people will get out of a piece of media is informed by all of their own past experiences and beliefs mm-hmm. and attitudes and things that they've heard from their their parents and their friends and the annoying <laughs> classmates mm-hmm. and all of that stuff shapes the the way that they feel about that thing overall mm-hmm. um, and, and that's not just true for seven year olds that's true for that's true for everybody that's true for you and me yeah yeah. I don't know. I th- I think I've gotten really good at arguing this. Like depending on who it is, I might bring up things like, "Oh, so if 
I don't know. Like, it's different if you're arguing whether like video games and movies and books and stuff like uh, glamorize violence. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna. I'd argue against that. I think. I think definitely most action and adventure stuff uh, is like, woo, violence. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't cause <laughs> violence. It doesn't make people violent. That's a completely different argument. So, like, being very careful with what you're actually debating is is hard. But also, like, okay, so you're saying that it causes this one thing. Why doesn't it cause all of the other things that are represented in the episode? Does it make you a good fighter? Does it make you a good sword fighter? Does it make you, I've it make never you a better hero? Once, better bad guy? I've better never, driver? I've never once success, successfully double jumped, and I'm furious about it. <laughs> Not for lack of trying. I've tried so much. I mean, I didn't go watch Avengers Endgame and want to go swing. Like, obviously, I would want to swing Thor's hammer around, but I wouldn't actually do it and, like, hit people with it. And I don't think I went out and punched people in the face and, like, tried to snap my fingers and, like, destroy everybody. You know, it's, it, mm-hmm. it didn't make me aggressive it made me feel like seeing the women in that movie and and seeing how powerful that were them they were that made me feel powerful and and strong and get this feeling of pride but it did not make me want to go blow things up or like destroy things it just made me happy (laughs) you know and again it's like what are you relating to what are people connecting to in this media was that there before were you not happy and not uh, capable of being empowered until you saw that movie? Mm-hmm. No. No. It's not the way it works. But again, it's, it's hard to talk about, and video games are huge, right? They're, they're the biggest entertainment industry right now, as far as I can tell. I don't, I yes. don't know. Right? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. that is true. Video games made more money than film and TV and music. Yeah. And I don't, sports. And all the sports. Combined. <laughs> mm-hmm. Combined. <laughs> don't quote us on that data. <laughs> well, well, we just, uh, a couple of us just saw uh, Hassan Minaj's uh, video, and he has this really great graphic where he's talking about mm-hmm. how huge it is, and he puts all of entertainment and all of the sports leagues together, together. and piles them all up, and they still can't reach that. I don't know if that includes like gambling and like other things uh, that are probably. I have a lot of money, but it probably beats all of that too. So again, it's huge. I mean, we talked about D&D the last three episodes. D&D was the devil's work, mm. right? For <laughs> for how long? Yep. Satanic panic. It still is in some circles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. So absolutely. decades, decades of yeah. that dialogue going on. I, I forgot to mention to you guys that when I bought the essentials kit at Target, I think I told you that my mom, my brother-in-law saw the game and I, like both separately on their own when they saw the box, they were like, oh, that's a Stranger Things game. <laughs> but it's not the Stranger Things kit, guys. Come on now. <laughs> no, no, right. That was, I told them that's another one. But my mom, uh, like after that, my mom told me, she was like, I've been meaning to talk to you about that show because was Dungeons and Dragons the cause of everything that happened? Like she, and I don't know if that's because of because of the satanic panic, right? Because of things that she for years had maybe heard about the game but was not familiar with it at all. She was like honestly asking me like, was there was them playing the game at the beginning the like did that create the upside down and the demogorgon and all these things and she had this theory about that which i've i've thought a lot about where that possibly came from other than her not understanding what happened in the show but uh <laughs> i thought that was that was interesting I, that is interesting it's yeah it's sort of a fun way to frame the show i guess because it opens with the D 
And it's like, now look at what happened. Yeah. Can't play D&D. <laughs> she was Can't probably terrified that I was going to play. Right. <laughs> yeah. Demogorgon would be heading to your house. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Uh, something that like uh, as, a, as a mental health professional, which was and, and still is hard for me to talk about is suicide. So, like, if I need somebody to talk to uh, or to talk about, right, I need, I need some comments. I don't know. Like, I'd, inner circle, I'd probably call Katie mm-hmm. from Jedi Council. That's her thing, right? Like, that's her expertise. I might call her, like, because she's, she's, she, she's so practiced in talking about it. So, like, I'm, I'm fine to argue about uh, violence in video games all day long. But, again, like, sometimes we get put into that position and it's an, there's no way to win which is uh, very frustrating. So that's why I know I've seen a lot of tweets from, from people who are like just exhausted that they have to repeat the same thing over again. I think some people are doing it preemptively. I don't know how, how often they're actually being asked. But uh, you know, when the president is once again <laughs> blaming uh, video games, we just we got to talk about it. It's just scapegoating. Mental mm-hmm. illness scapegoating and video game scapegoating because it's easier yep. to blame those things than the actual problem yep and if you're listening to this i really doubt you came for uh to try to get convinced one way or the other we're probably preaching to the choir (laughs) probably probably maybe i'll make some like clickbaity title for this episode so that people people will come in and expect one thing but get another what i really wanted to talk about today and what we will talk about basically that idea of how huge video games have become as far as like sporting events, competitions and prizes and things like that. So I definitely want to touch on that unless anyone has any other comments about video games causing violence or, or any of that stuff. We said it right in the beginning. No. <laughs> no. That, that literally could have been That's, the whole yeah. conversation. No. Circle yep. back to that. Yep. Destroy it. white supremacy. I mean, that's a good thing to include. <laughs> Crush <laughs> capitalism. I like Smash that. the patriarchy. Okay, subliminal message sender. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad Lauren got her hair cut because otherwise we wouldn't have had the last like 15 minutes of uh, audio. <laughs> I, it was eerie how on topic today that mm-hmm. conversation was. I was like, did Hostway contact you before I came over here? What's yeah. up? Are you mm. a plant? <laughs> my plant. plant? <laughs> my little birds are everywhere. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, so let's take a break and come back with... Good news. The Geek Therapy Discord is incredible. We've got channels for all types of games and fandoms, plus channels for music, cooking, cute things, and emotional support. We even have an accomplishments channel where we share wins, big or small. It's a very supportive place. It's incredible. I love it. I think you will too. Even if online communities aren't your thing, or if you're just a lurker, check out the Geek Therapy Discord. You won't regret it. Join us by visiting geektherapy.com slash discord. All right. Everybody, I saw, like I spent three hours on Sunday watching the Evo Smash Brothers finals. So Evo is uh, short for Evolution something something. It's a, it's a fighting game tournament. Every year they pick uh, like the most popular and best uh, fighting games. Sometimes they're old fighting games. And they do these huge tournaments. This year it was in Las Vegas. Uh, or the one that they just did now was in Las Vegas. Over 9,000 people entered and competed. And there was uh, Tekken 7, Street Fighter 5, I think. Oh, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, and a few more. But like, I usually just watch the highlights afterward, just like with sports. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't usually watch a whole game anymore. 
But this was like the finals. So I watched for three hours the top eight in Smash. I had not watched a sporting event like that in so many years. And a few weeks ago, I was at my sister's house and my brother-in-law comes over and says, hey, check this out. And he turns on the TV and I believe it was ABC, like the, the local channel ABC was giving a Apex Legends Pro-Am where pro Apex players were paired with two celebrities each. So there were, how many would that be? That's There's 60 teams. No, there's 60 players, mm-hmm. correct? So 20 teams. Mm-hmm. Right. It was crazy. It was like, I, and, I, and I watched a big chunk of it. And the whole time I was explaining to my brother-in-law what the game was, like, you know, like in a very deep technical way, like I, like I used to explain football to people or basketball. This isn't new, I know, but it's like new to me. Like I'm still shocked by how, like how big video games continue to get. It was incredible. Also, top eight, Evo, Smash, unbelievable. Like, go watch it. It was so good. I don't think I could deal with it. It'd be, it's, it's amazing to watch people play video games professionally. It's like when you watch a sport and, and you understand it, it's like you're admiring the, the level of skill. And, and that's what we're doing now with video games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you all watch any? Uh, watch anything like that? Uh, I've watched the Dota 2 International the past, I don't know, five or so years. But because I don't play a ton of like competitive multiplayer games, I don't often watch a lot of the, the tournaments. But every so often I'll like peek in to see uh, highlight reels like you were talking about. It's it's really cool. I I like seeing them come across my um my timeline on Twitter, getting to see like really ridiculous edge plays in Smash Bros where they're like only ever touching the lip of the platform and then just hitting each other off in space and then touching the lip of the platform again. And I'm like, how do you do that? That's not possible. You guys are cheating. That's impossible. It's great. The only thing I've watched that's similar is League tournaments, League of Legends. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is pretty fun to watch. I played a little bit of League in college. Um, horrible at League. Not remotely competitive. Not even against bots. So it's fun for me to watch uh, like pros play just because of the intensity and just like how into it the teams got. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but otherwise, I, it's not that often that I watch um, sporting events or or live kind of video game events with the exception of speedrunners. So like really cool big events like Games Done Quick I really like to watch. And I guess in a way that's similar but slightly different because it's not as many teams directly competing against each other as it is specific speedrunners competing against each other's times. And in that context, it's specifically for charity. So I think that's really cool to watch and definitely something that like I have felt in myself like the same kind of like intensity or like excitement as like i've seen other people experience for more traditional sports like when people are right down to like a tenth of a second away or like like they missed a specific frame so they aren't going to beat the speed run like so that's been kind of cool that's definitely and like that admiration of skill i was talking about before Mm -hmm. right like i think i shared with some of you recently a speed run of breath of the wild which i believe Mm -hmm. was 25 minutes like I've spent 170 hours on that game on two different playthroughs, and I still haven't beat it. Mm-hmm. This person beat the whole game in 25 minutes. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. I mean, they're like 
cheating half the time, right? Like they're taking advantage of, of exploits and things like that. Uh, but it's it's incredible. It's incredible how they're like literally like clipping through walls and doing like flying across Hyrule Field. It is yeah. Oh man, it is so cool. <laughs> it's so I mean, cool. I mean, with that stuff, even even if the the speedrunners are using uh, various cheats and like exploits and stuff like that, where it's like, oh, you can maintain top speed if you jump backwards because the camera or whatever. Like, even though that's cheating, air quotes, it's still like really showing off mastery and and skills because not your every average player can do those kinds of crazy things where it's like you need to jump backwards perfectly three times and then just as you touch mm-hmm. the top stair you have to do a backflip through the wall and then do a, a quarter turn to the left so that the camera clips through the wall and then that'll pull you down into the next level and that'll take you directly to the boss and it's like whoa wait what it's like that is very skilled even if it's like not the you know the true game it's still really really neat to watch people pull that stuff off and you have to do everything perfectly like Mm -hmm. thinking about old video games uh and uh listening watching and reading ready player one and how they were talking about like games were harder back then like you had to do everything very technically and mechanically uh, to get those perfect scores or whatever. And I think that, yeah, games like that are cool. Like, I'm watching Mario, people go through these crazy Mario Maker levels. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know that you need to go forward on, like, the one with the, <laughs> oh, the, the bars of flames that everyone yeah. relates to anxiety just watching it? Like, yep. I'm like, how do you know you need to go forward two steps and then backward three steps and then jump here and then jump there? How do you know all of that? Oh, it was ridiculous. Those games are so good. In a recent stream, I I was playing some some of those levels and there was one that was, it looked like as I was playing it, Lauren, it looked more like a Super Meat Boy level than a Mario level. Right? Yeah. And... I couldn't get through it, but like when you look at the completion rates on some of those levels, they're so they're like in the single digit percents. Yep. And, but that's like part of the appeal, right? Because not everybody can do it, and now we're rewarding that. There are like you can get scholarships for. I think this has been going on for years. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, because there's there's a respect in it, and again, an admiration uh, for that that skill, that mastery, um, the practice get that gets gets put into it um and schools have esports teams yeah yeah yeah. the fortnite world cup was a few weeks ago and i believe a 16 year old won the top prize and three million dollars three million dollars it's amazing Uh uh-huh there was an article i'm pretty sure i shared it with you lauren so for a potential headshots episode but it was a father who took his son out of school and was homeschooling him and then letting him train the rest of the day in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I mean, that doesn't look that different from lots of, uh, like, Olympic athletes. To achieve that level of skill, you have to learn, you have to practice, and practice and practice and compete. <laughs> and constantly try to push yourself. And it is, video games are like sports now, right? Like, mm-hmm. the video games are, are huge. You mentioned Dota before. This year's Dota... A prize pool, I believe, is already like eight million dollars higher than last year. Oof! <laughs> it's it's over thirty yeah. million at this point. I don't know how that's split up over the teams. Like, I don't know how much you get as a as a top uh, team. 
it's not three million dollars, but no. it's still a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still definitely worth the the investment. There's a push to put esports in the Olympics. Um, could you imagine yeah. getting a gold medal <laughs> in, in in Dota? <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's hard. Like, what what is your opinion on that? What I mean, what, what do you mean? Well, Putting like, esports in the Olympics? Yeah. Sure, why not? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> How about this? Pick one spot to have all of the Olympics forever and stop <laughs> destroying local communities by rebuilding them every four years. And then also, if you do esports, then nobody has to go anywhere. You can play from home. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I'm I, like technically, it's. I, th- I think it's too. I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I don't know. It's not that I'm not in favor of it. I just don't think it makes sense. <laughs> it, it would be like more interesting, I think, to have like a competition on that level for video games for several different. I mean, we do have competitions, but like, like I don't know what game you would choose. Mm-hmm. Like, for, for example, for at Evo, each, like because the Olympics, you couldn't just do all the games. Like you could just pick like one. Yeah, but like, but like, which one you exactly? Know? I don't, I don't know. But if you had like a video game, an esports Olympics, you could have all the games. <laughs> I mean, the the answer is is the the esport that you play at the Olympics is Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. That would be no. way meta no. and awesome. No, it's on brand, is it not? No, no. no. <laughs> at the uh, at, at Evo for on the Smash final, it's like you hear the commentators talking about how. In the newest patch, there's something that you can do. But we're not playing on that patch. We're playing on the previous patch. So this and this and this is possible, which like you couldn't do at home anymore. And also the person who won, I believe, used Joker, which is a character that has only been around for a month and a half, maybe yeah. two. And the game itself has been around since October of last year. So, like, video games are constantly changing and getting fine-tuned and getting improved. So, like, I don't know, maybe you could do, like, Super Street Fighter 2, which hasn't changed technically. I mean, there is a newer version. There are, like, seven versions of Street Fighter 2. You could just pick one. It would have to be a game that's not evolving anymore, mm-hmm. I think. Why? Like, it's different if you won a tournament this year, right? It's like, okay, we're all, we all know what this thing is. You're not really comparing it to... Like the gold medal for this year is different from the gold medal from last year because the game is completely different. To me, that's yeah, strange. but isn't that the already kind different. of true? If you look at like the fastest swim speeds mm-hmm. or whatever, and compared the nineteen seventies swim speeds to the twenty ten swim speeds, like there would be a, a pretty big distinction between those two groups. But they're not really changing the water, well, the but, shape of the so pool. So if you're yes, but if you're doing sports like the luge or downhill mm-hmm. skiing, the courses are very different each year, and the equipment changes too. Mm-hmm. Or you could just you could literally have like maybe it's a game that's not evolving, but maybe a brand new game that like nobody's so, played before. So I don't want to be convinced. So <laughs> nothing that you say is going to. <laughs> Nothing you say will matter to me I, uh, or change my opinion. <laughs> just wanted to let you know now. So if you want to continue, go ahead. It's just a discussion, Josue. <laughs> Sounds like you were trying to convince me. What if people who are listening want to know? Sounds like you were trying to convince me is mm. all I'm saying. Nah. 
So I've really, I've been super, super excited. Like not even, again, people talking about, you know, video games causing violence has affected how much I've been enjoying gaming culture lately Mm -hmm. and how big games have gotten. And and again, like just like while I was sitting there watching the the tournament, I was like, it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm still watching this. I never do this. I don't even watch a movie like all the way through. I usually stop at some point and like I, I, I never watch a movie in one sitting anymore. Like, so the whole thing, it was just, it just felt so strange, but it was so good. It was so good and so exciting. So you're saying that it's just as entertaining as watching Jessica stream on the, for the stream team? Jessica's very entertaining. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat <laughs> for a lot of that stream. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But I that's mean, that's hard. one of the few things you'll stay up till one in the morning for. So that's it. This is an excellent point because it's happened twice already. Watching Jessica stream on the Geek Therapy Twitch channel mm-hmm. at twitch.tv slash Geek Therapy. Uh, she's been playing through Gears of War 1. Not even the Ultimate Edition on Xbox One, like the original version on 360. She is not having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and that is hilarious. Uh-huh. And now she's she started putting avatars on, like animated. Like I learned from her how to create an animated avatar and like have it move with a camera on you. So for the first time she did it, she had a unicorn on. Oh, that was funny. That was good. And then the, for the second one, she drew herself. Oh my, I didn't see that one. Yeah, but then she, like, great. the eyes move and there was like, it moved in a way that like her eyes look completely white and like weird. Oh, it was, it was <laughs> oh, so, no. it was, it was really good because it's not working right at all for her. So it's like, it's like a very bad puppeteering it's so funny. But then on top of that, she's just like it, furious. And she's like, saying like, like games aren't what they used to be. Right? That's like 14 years ago. And she's like, oh, I can't believe they did it this way. I can't believe these checkpoints are horrible. And she's just like cursing so much and dying. And it's just, it's just hilarious. And she starts singing because she's frustrated. And then she gets mad when I tell her to stop dying. <laughs> and I played with her one day and we got lost for like 15 minutes. It's hilarious. So I have stayed up late watching Jessica play. But last time she played... Days Gone, mm-hmm. Whew. that was that was intense. There were a few of us there. I was like, I was like, I need to go to bed, but it was it was so good. So I think, yeah, to your point, yes, just as uh, video games, <laughs> just mm-hmm. as entertaining, and not just the, the that's the thing, right? Like it, that's like the big transition. It's it's not just the playing, it's the watching. Yeah. So technically, in the last couple of weeks, I think I've watched more people playing video games than I have played video games. Mm-hmm. That's a first for me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just wait till Borderlands 3 comes out and then we're playing all the time. Are you going to stream it? Stream it. Jessica says she's down to stream it with us. I need to do a lot of things before uh, that game comes out. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things I need to finish. <laughs> chip, chop, chip. Let's do it. Seriously. It's coming up fast. We also need to finish the first one. Uh, oh, yeah. And Tiny Tina. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. But we should try. We should try. I remember playing that game with y'all one time. <laughs> you know, technically, the Tina Tina DLC is the closest I got to playing D&D before <laughs> playing D&D. <laughs> Brandon, you should do that. It combines all your favorite things. It's pretty fun. It does sound like a hit. Mm-hmm. Me, Borderlands, D&D. <laughs> That's it. All your favorite things. <laughs> the trifecta. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've just I've just been feeling really good about video games lately mm-hmm. it's it's so again it's like it's, it's just so validating you know like who would have thought right so many years ago 
Mom, I think video games are a big deal. No, shut up to your homework. <laughs> <laughs> Even just the idea of working in that industry, which I think is a sep- probably a separate issue and conversation based on what was referenced in the video that you referenced earlier. But just growing up, I don't think that was ever presented to me as like a legitimate career path, like working in video games or even uh, much less like the idea that there are people now who make their living just streaming video games mm-hmm. on Twitch. Like it's just if someone would have told <laughs> me that as a kid that like there would be people that did that when I grew up, I would have fainted. Like that's just un- unreal. Brayden, that reminds me of there's an old Gary Larson comic that shows uh, a kid sitting in front of a TV playing like NES or SNES or something. Mm-hmm. And then his parents are behind him holding up a newspaper. And then there's a zoom in on the newspaper that says like video game players wanted. You know, we want somebody who's really good at jumping on Goombas. We'll pay mm-hmm. $2,000 a day. And it's supposed to be like this whole goof about like how that would never ever 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 happen sure. <laughs> and then it's like 2019 <laughs> it's like uh you probably you, you really did not call that one right gary no. larson like you why you, you were too on the nose about it actually <laughs> yeah. and we went in that direction <laughs> far side comics predict the future <laughs> hell yeah so I, I said earlier i think i'm pretty good at, at arguing i think i am if you want me to prove it Mm-hmm. I think I can convince you. But working with kids a lot, I tried to, like, part of the whole geek therapy thing was to get people, uh, kids, to understand that I could speak their language. Like, you play video games, I play video games. And many, many kids would not believe me. Right? They'd be like, oh, you're an adult, you don't play video games. What do you know about video games? Mm-hmm. Adults don't know anything about video games. And I would calmly ask them, <laughs> who do you think makes video games <laughs> kids immediately it's like oh shit <laughs> oh yeah kids don't make video games i guess adults make video games do you think those adults know <laughs> about video games do you think they play video games do you think adults Maybe. played video games before you were born <laughs> <laughs> nah that doesn't sound right nah not possible oh, man the other day i was talking to a kid he was talking to me about Pokemon and I'm like did you know or I, I told his mom can you believe that the Game Boy came out 30 years ago today she was like oh. and the kid's like I saw one basically in a museum is what he said basically <laughs> <laughs> ancient artifacts unreal Game Boys are pretty sturdy I went to Nintendo World in New York and saw the one that made it through uh, Operation Desert Storm and, yeah. and it's like half yeah. melted, but it still runs. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yep. Marquez Brownlee, uh, he does uh, tech videos on YouTube. MK- MKBHD is his channel, and he he like set like he put a flamethrower on a brand new, un- like he bought an unopened, brand new original Game Boy, and then used a flamethrower on it, <laughs> and it did work afterwards. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I bet if yeah. you did that to our switches, they would not work. No, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Video games. Video games are cool. Yeah, they they're fun. I think they're cool. And durable. You can connect with people. Again, mm-hmm. I think I think that the best way that we can fight the negativity is promoting the positivity. Mm-hmm. There's so much good out there. There's so much positivity. 
You know, could you imagine someone in an interview is like, what do you think about violence in video games? It's like, I don't know, but that Fortnite World Cup was amazing. (laughs) 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 And then just start going on about that. All the friends you've made and things like that. (laughs) Yep. We need more of that. That's what we're trying to do. That's what we've been doing. I think we're doing okay. All right, quick. What's your favorite nonviolent video game? That's a trick question. All video games are violent. <laughs> it's not no. true. It's not true. But is, some people probably believe that, but that's not true. Favorite mm-hmm. nonviolent video game? I know Brandon's. What is it? Stardew Valley. Yes, you did know. I was deliberating whether or not I could say it, though, since you do whack the monsters with your little sword and stuff. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's but, true. That's true. like Minecraft, that, that, the same thing. Uh-huh. There's like... There's violence. violence. Though but, if you... you, I guess you don't have to no, go in the mines. That's true. You don't have to. And I, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just very impressed that, that you got that so quickly. I was I was just thinking about it. Like a pacifist run doesn't count. If you if you can do violence, then... Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't... I didn't play through... Undertale because I'm not very coordinated at the bullet hell parts, but I did watch an entire um, good good playthrough where you do all the nice things and you don't hurt anybody and you don't attack anybody, and that is dope. And I love that that game has that option built right into it. Favorite nonviolent video game? Gone Home. Nice. I just played through that again on the Geek Therapy stream. I sure did. TV slash Geek Therapy. Yep. I was gonna say Disney Emoji Blitz, but that's probably the game, one of the games I've played the most in my life now at this point. But I think it doesn't count because there are villain events, and you fight them, and their faces and, get all squinty and hurty. Ooh, yes, mm. and but then ooh. at the end, like you're always like getting items that like to open this treasure chest. But then at the end, when it counts up your items, you're basically smacking them in the face with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> So I think I don't think that one counts. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Mario, you're killing these viruses. Yeah, that's murder. Um, I guess Tetris. Yeah, that's. Not- Do you love Tetris? Does yeah. Does that count? Yeah. I almost said God of War. But- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> so little, so, so little, sort of like Doctor Mario. It transcends you, violence. It's not, it's not right. technically violent. Right. Yeah. It rises above. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's what comes after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Donut County was a real good hmm. nonviolent video game. I don't think that that's not violent at all. You're destroying. Nobody, I swear, you are not de- making the argument okay. for nonviolent video games. There, there is a difference <laughs> between causing damage to people and causing damage to property. Okay, there is a distinction between those. You two. suck up a whole bunch of people and drop them into that hole. Yeah, and then they're all fine, and then you catapult them back out of the hole, and everybody's real happy about it. Oh. Wildly Coyote is always fine at the end of every episode, <laughs> but <laughs> that's pretty fucking violent. <laughs> yeah, but he also uses like actual weapons sometimes it's just nature stuff falls on him jackbox games oh. not violent <laughs> the the murder the murder trivia i don't know a I've, sprinkle of violence i've played some <laughs> there are some uh, of the drawing ones that have uh, yeah. <laughs> done violence to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man well yeah okay people 
tell us your favorite nonviolent video games or mm-hmm. almost nonviolent video games, <laughs> as is a lot of our choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that there's any problem with violent video games, but no, they're oh. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just, you know, there's lots of options. Mm-hmm. Those aren't the only ones out Apparently, there. Apparently, we're all just forgetting them. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Stardew Valley example is so funny because I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, no, definitely oh. not. You have armor classes and weapons. and <laughs> is, is fishing violence? I mean, it's not good for the fish. I think it's violence. Oh, my God. Definitely. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, fishies. I'll draw the line at, like, cutting down plants and crops. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I won't, you know, other people can make that argument that that's violent. Uh, I won't, but fishing, Definitely. Where in Definitely. the world is Carmen Sandiego? Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a real good yeah, one. there's the, that indie game Hidden People, which is like a, a Where's Waldo-esque kind of hmm. game. Mm-hmm. It's nonviolent. There are lots of nonviolent video games. There are so many. There are so many. So many. Well, that's a good question to, to leave people with. Oh, there was one more thing I wanted to mention, which is uh, when you mentioned Games Done Quick earlier, mm-hmm. uh, like all that they do is for charity. Right, all of those, all mm-hmm. those speed runs are for charity, and it has and like a hundred thousand viewers at a time. It's amazing. Like it's incredible. Going. I yeah. can't get like every time I see that number go over a hundred thousand, I almost faint. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, and throughout it, people are donating money for for mm-hmm. good causes, and so uh, I think it's time to start talking about extra life. Laura. I was about to say that, Josue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The oh, team, yeah, the really... team page is already up, so we can. Uh, oh snap! Yeah. So technically, it's November. Third, what? Third? Second, third? Yeah. Whatever. Let me let me look at the calendar. Once again, the weekend of my birthday. November second to November, November 2nd. Th- the morning of new t- November third. My birthday. Uh, oh, you're so... gonna get to raise money for your birthday. Yeah. Birthday presents Ooh. to Josue. That's always the excuse I use. I know. Oh yeah. See if we can beat our our. Uh, are you are you playing this year, uh, Brandon? Join Team Rare Candy. I'll check it out. Put, calm me down as a maybe. I gotta, I gotta check the schedule. But I'd like to participate. I think that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. We got over five thousand dollars last year. That's 6, amazing. 000? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good team. It's a great team. We we did good. We done good last year. Does do you all stream together, or do you stream separately, or solo, or what? What's the format? Last year was kind of crazy, and sure. <laughs> and I think that Zach ended up like thirty six hours of I I Dark Souls. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He went too far. I, I, it, <laughs> but it's for the kids. It was hilarious. Like, Josue, you were like, Laura, just put a webcam, no sound in your living room. And Jessica was like, nope, three cameras. Yep. We're, <laughs> we're setting this up. We had a cat cam going on. We had, uh, we, we streamed some of the board games. We streamed Jackbox games and Lauren got to play with us that way. That was fun. That was awesome. Yeah. I really, uh, I'm just putting this out here. For everybody, I really want to do like a community Jackbox games. So I feel like that would be a good day to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. So we should get everybody on board. Remember the November 2nd to if 3rd. I was, I have a, an idea I'm going to pitch on the air, a very potential idea, but it could be a little fun maybe if any people are interested to do a like maybe like a three hour one shot live stream, <gasps> like a, a small D&D thing. That would be cool. Something to think about. Bringing it back to D&D. I always Hell yeah. do. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it for 24 hours because my brain would be fried, but I do know oh, people yeah. that play for Extra Life. They do it's a amazing. D&D campaign for 24 hours. There are people that will play World of Warcraft for 24 hours. 
I just my brain can't handle it for that yeah. long. But that would be really cool to do like a three hour mm-hmm. like D and D thing for part of it. Yeah. I don't know why we'd have to do a one shot when we have a campaign that to is continue. to be continued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can like you it. wait that long to play? Well, I mean, it's not going to be done. Like, if we play a couple more times, maybe it won't be done by then. Maybe. Maybe it'll never be done. <laughs> maybe it'll never be done. Brandon, you did it. You got him hooked on D and D. Yeah. Yay! I didn't do it. D and D did it. I just, <laughs> I just made the connection. I, I'm, I'm very much a sci-fi person, so I actually bought the Cyberpunk Red that oh, just came out cool. at Gen Con. Oh, I forgot to. I was going to talk about Gen Con, like how big, how big that is. I forgot all about it. But yeah, I bought that. So. Somebody wants to play with me. Let me know. <laughs> I think you guys. I think you got it. some takers on the Discord. For sure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Discord's blowing up. If you're not on the Discord, get on the Discord. Tell them. Tell them, Brandon. Just get. Get. Go to Discord. Get on it and talk. That's. It's as easy as that. <laughs> and we got fifty billion channels. Fifty billion channels. Fifty billion friends. There you go. You just talk. And you see me lurking on the GT Network and the Tabletop RPG uh, channels. And you see me referencing Gum Gum, the beloved character from our D&D episode. <laughs> Fan favorite. Maybe you're one of those people who think that Facebook sucks. Discord doesn't suck. No, go to, dis- go to Discord. Discord's good. Get on yeah. the Discord. What do you, if you're not on Discord, get on the Discord. Seriously. Get on it. It's time. Get, get on the Discord. Get on the Discord. We'll see you on the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for this episode of GT Radio. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions for us, be sure to send them to geektherapy.com slash QQ, which is our question queue, which I never bring up, but is there, <laughs> and I will promote more on social media. Definitely go to Discord. Links to all of our social spaces and our social profiles are all on the show notes. You can find more Geek Therapy at geektherapy.com. Remember to geek out and do good, and we'll be back next week. This episode was brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters. We'd like to say a very special thank you to our Patreon producers this month, Ben, Booney, Jamila, John, Kat, Lydia, and to those of you who have opted out from the shout-out, thank you too. To learn more about how to support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content, like the Lost RPG episode we've mentioned a few times, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy.